0: Welcome to Rebranding Branding, Discover Your Brand Mojo, hosted by brand strategist and provocateur, Darren Taylor. Today we have a fabulous guest, Laura Morelli, who is the Head of Media for the UK and Australia for SEMrush. She's also the host of the acclaimed Marketing Scoop podcast, as well as an award-winning TV journalist who has worked in Australia and the UK. Welcome, Laura.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Darren.
0: It's an absolute pleasure. Today we've got quite a lot to discuss. Firstly, SEMrush has just had a rebrand, which is really, really terrific. So it'll be great to talk about that a little bit. And SEMrush has been very busy during COVID um, helping to fight fake news. So we're really looking forward to hearing about that also. It's, It's quite interesting, Laura, because... I've been familiar with SEMrush for quite some time as a marketer, um, as um, SEMrush is, a, is, a, is one of the quintessential um, keyword research tools. But it sounds like it's so much more than that. So um, Indeed it is. Yeah, I'd, we'd, we'd love to hear a bit about that.
1: Yeah, well, I think the best way to describe SEMrush is, I like to say picture this, uh, a Swiss army knife of SEO so the digital marketing toolkit that's got everything any person with an online business needs to boost online visibility and ensure you rank on top pages above your competitors. Mm. But I like to make I like to change the roll up a little bit and uh, make people think of SEMrush in a different way. Okay. Did you ever wonder what the wider public thought about a female playing James Bond? Or perhaps how many people in Australia are searching how to learn about Aboriginal languages, a regional breakdown showing which ones are the most popular, or the most frequently asked questions in relation to this. Maybe you want to know which Aussie brands have seen major spikes to their websites with a global year-on-year comparison. So at Samrush, we collect and analyse global online search trends. This can be broken down by country, region, and time-specific searches, be it four years or four months. Um, It's great for seeing spikes year on year, frequently asked questions, trending topics. We can get website traffic analysis to showcase what web domains are seeing major spikes or declines. Um, This was great during COVID because we could see which businesses were booming online. And we can also see the age group and gender of people on that site. So we can see um, demographic breakdowns, and also get a bit of an understanding about um, who and what is doing as well as what's changing over the months. Oh, we see ad spend analysis to right. monitor trends across various categories. So yeah. who who boosted ad spend during COVID was a very interesting topic. <laughs> um, and we also collect one of my favourites, real-time data with our Twitter sentiment analysis tool. So apart from positive, negative, and neutral sentiment, this also shows most, most popular hashtags, um, top words used, um, yep. Top emojis and word occurrence. So yep. I guess, in yep. a nutshell, much collects plethora of different uh, data-driven kind of concepts for everyone and anyone to use.
0: Right. So, so basically, uh, you 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 can keep your finger on the pulse in terms of what's actually happening based on on real data that goes through search engines. Is it just Google?
1: No. So it's um, all different kinds of online search uh, online search engines. Mm-hmm wow that's that's
0: extraordinary. so uh, if you're ever curious about anything, it sounds like
1: you can get the answer uh, to, to to that question, yeah. That is pretty much true. Anything like you said, pretty much anything to think of it easy. anything that has been searched on Google, we can get the answer.
0: so um, how is that relevant to to identifying fake news and, and and um playing a role in in the fight against fake news?
1: So I think that's such a great question. I think it is basically my mission is to prove the power of data-driven journalism. So I think during these times where we're seeing a flood of fake news and misinformation, um, we need, like, obviously independent facts that will absolutely help tell the story. So by providing comprehensive and independent set of information, we're able to talk to media outlets on the scale of problems on a country-wide level be it global, be it regional, um, you know. I guess rather than airing just highly emotive personal accounts that can't yeah. apply issues to a national scale, so we can tell the wider story and we can tell it before government official figures are released.
0: Yeah. Okay. So why has there been? I mean, I, uh, from our previous conversations, you mentioned there's been quite a quite a, a spike in fake news during COVID. Why, why do you think that's been?
1: Look, I think. Obviously, when it comes to the news, we all know that um, whoever gets it first—that's that's kind of the priority. Report on it first before actually doing the facts yeah. and checking. Yeah. It's all about um, you know competitors and beating your competitors. Uh, so I think potentially, obviously, I don't know, but I do think that it's about getting um, getting to your website before beating your competitors websites also I also think sometimes the the facts aren't there so if if people are talking about something you know obviously a journalist day-to-day job is to create content if you don't have content to create maybe you do get it from like I said that highly emotive personal uh, account which maybe not you know may not really be true if someone's saying don't get vaccinated and it doesn't come with any uh, data to back that and it's being reported on, then that's going to create quite a bit of disinformation.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. How do media outlet outlets um, fact-check generally? How do they do that? What's What sort of normal process would they go through?
1: In my previous experience as a journalist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is actually quite ironic. I wish I did know about Sam Rush before when I was working in um in the newsroom because it would have been yeah. an absolute godsend. Yeah, right. I personally, um, when I worked as a journalist uh, in different outlets, we had AAP, Australian Associated Press, yeah, yeah. who would do the hard work for us, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then we'd kind of filter that out, especially when I worked at National Indigenous Television, so NITV News. Yeah, Um. Yeah that was a great way of getting the bulk of the news story, but then what I would do would be put the Indigenous perspective on it. So I would go out to the community and get an Indigenous um, voice to kind of drive the story and put their own spin or angle or perspective on it. So that's just a little bit on my end. But I have worked in, um, we've all worked in other places where we uh, kind of don't agree with what happens, and I can say that a lot of places don't uh, fact-check before they publish the stories, which... It's a big no-no in um, ethics and, again, just that's not what a journalist should be doing
0: at all. Yeah. So what are the key advantages for using SEMrush for fact-checking compared to some of those other uh, more more traditional means?
1: So the thing with SEMrush is if you are a journalist and you want to create content, everything Mm. we offer to you will be free, absolutely free data insights because we want to support journalists who are already let's be honest, not the most well-paid profession for the amount of work that they do. Um, And these other data insights cost an absolute bomb. Um, So what we're doing is offering it for free, number one. We're supporting you, whoever you are, whatever you're writing on, we're happy to help as long as we've got the data to to help with, which I'm certain we will. Um, And the difference is, uh, so like I said, we do online global search trends. So this is um, any single global thing searched in an online search engine. Mm. That we can collect. We can give that data to you. We can get you month on month, year on year. So if you want to date back five years to see different trends, um, let's say on mental health, to see how much COVID has spiked searches in, um, you know, how to, how to avoid burnout or how to get support whilst in lockdown, we can get those numbers and that percentage increase for you, which therefore can create that absolute news hook to build yeah. your story off because you're seeing the trends year on year and you're seeing not only the trends but we've got a tool that um, let's say you give me a word. The keyword perhaps is um, burnout. Let's use that. Or do you want yep. to give me a keyword? Whatever you want.
0: Burnout sounds good. It's quite it's, it's quite relevant. To, quite, it captures the spirit of the time.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. So I can type in the word burnout and we get plus related searches. So um, it could be. Uh, for example, burnout quotes or burnout um, support system. It basically shows every single thing related to the search, that Mm -hmm. one keyword, burnout. Mm -hmm. So that's another way of building um, fantastic stories so you can actually say, cool, I was interested in burnout, but I've just seen this new hook here because Mm. there's a trend and we can see the percentage increase of people searching for XYZ, Mm. which is related to burnout, which therefore takes your new story to a whole new level and again it's it's creating which which i think journalists need to focus on a lot more creating news new news content as opposed yeah. to just copy pasting other people's so yeah. it's those you know great kim kardashian came out of the um <laughs> the uh event with what was it a catsuit can we call it a jumpsuit yes, um, yeah it's yeah
0: the the met gala the,
1: the morph suit i'm not sure what yeah, the title yeah. is yeah, yet yeah yeah but yeah data helps to pr- pr- prove hypotheses around things that might be yeah. discussed anecdotally so now we could get searches for people searching for black morph suit after kim k wa- wore one and we yeah. can see different trends maybe what people are searching retailers also now would be able to use the trends mm. that we've got to say cool we need to jump on this because we've seen a massive search increase in yeah. different types of morph suits or you know different kind of costumes that have uh, come out of uh, topical events such as, you know, fashion-related things.
0: So we've seen um, a, a very clear use case for for media um, with yeah. this function. What about brands and um, and and brand owners uh, and market in-house marketers? How how could they use it for a similar uh, a similar feature?
1: So I definitely think that, I mean, anyone who's got a business. And, again, as we've seen in the time of COVID when it struck, I feel like we should all acknowledge that SEO should be a major part of anyone's digital strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think we are seeing that. I think people are moving uh, moving to make sure it is aligned with um, marketing objectives and also all future direction. Obviously, one thing that used to be a silo is now being encouraged to be part of everyone's day-to-day duties, I guess. Yeah. So broader awareness happening um, and... Businesses understanding to be well-positioned on the internet, you need to do better uh, in order to not only stand out but survive during uh, obviously a very busy time online for all people in business. So I think the fact that, let's just um, give you a basic example. If you are a content creator and you want to make sure your brand gets uh, visibility above their competitors, Mm -hmm. you can use SEMrush to obviously find as you mentioned before i think topic topic research you can see what the trending keywords are you can associate that with your brand you can for example most asked questions if the top question is um something that you haven't already created a blog post on do yeah. it or yeah. write a podcast right yeah. have a post host a yeah. podcast with an expert coming on and explaining what that yeah. top question is therefore yeah. you're also hitting hitting the things that are happening online when no one else is. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely think um, for anyone who doesn't know Semrush, it is an absolute gold mine. if you have your own online business. Um, if you do have a brand that you want to make number one on Google searches, um, despite, yeah. you know, anything it is, it could be skateboards, it could be shoes. Yeah. If you've got a competitor, it yeah. can make you beat that competitor by smart tactics online. So yeah, definitely it's not just for... Content creation—it's for anyone who's got an online business um, and anyone who wants to be visible. Anyone with a website, basically. Yeah. Anyone with
0: yeah.
1: a website. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, which is which is almost anyone that has a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, you can probably have you can have you can have um, more than more than one uh, website per person. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. So, I have to ask this question before we get too too far into our conversation. Uh, I mm-hmm. ask the, the same question to to every guest, and that is that. What does brand mean to you?
1: Yeah, okay. Well, definitely I can understand why you asked that question. It's a brilliant question and obviously one that we all have to think of when we work for a different company. (laughs) And for me, I think, um, and I'm no expert, um, but I'm just putting my my perspective out there. Um, I think brand is a company's identity. So it's Mm. what people think of when a name comes to mind. Um, but most importantly, I think a brand, uh, it makes you stand out from your competitors. Um, so ensuring something embodies not only who you are or not only what your brand values, but also why you're unique against others is mm. and should be the crux of any brand. And I don't think branding needs to be difficult. I think it's it's for me, again, maybe you're getting the journalist perspective, but I believe the <laughs> brand all about storytelling it's not just what they physically look like but i think it should be about what they stand for and also how not just talk but how their actions show that Um, so it should just be more than a known logo or a known name it should be the whole the whole picture
0: i'm so glad you you, you've said that because if you restricted your your definition of brand to just a logo we might have had to end the conversation right there. But um, um, no, that, that's that's terrific. It's, it's good to get your unique perspective on that. And, of course, SEMrush has, has recently gone through a rebrand in preparation for the IPO in January this year. So, I mean, that's an amazing achievement on a number of levels. But how has your new brand affected the business?
1: So we did um, lots of exciting things happening for SEMrush, I think, the branding, um, rebranding, and then, of course, the IPO. I think as SEMrush began adding more tools and features, the team found that the visual identity just became quite insistent. Um, A symbol of fire in our logo, which I actually had no idea that was a fireball when I, I was wondering when I got hired, I was like, what (laughs) is that? I had no clue what it was. But I found out a symbol of fire is our logo. And um, that has been the identity from day one. It's, again, it's meant to represent the flam, uh, flam. Flame. (laughs) Flame or spark, if you will, that ignites the engine of marketing and that energy blast that keeps it going strong. So when the company decided to rebrand, the new version of the logo uses the exact same concept, but it's kind of a more modern, compact, I guess you could say friendly, user-friendly way. Um, This then stemmed more widely into a larger color palette, so it's quite bright if you haven't seen it. Mm. Um, Different font and changing the capitalization of the brand name itself, which is probably my favorite little topic to get on because I think <laughs> Semrush, the name of Semrush, is such a contentious point that does ruffle ruffle many feathers. Um, so initially, no I must one knew say how to I, I, it. I,
0: I I am accustomed to it being called uh, S um
1: SEMrush. Yeah. So exactly, and that yeah. was kind of I feel like everyone at the company got a bit of a a little sick giggle from the fact that no one knew how to pronounce it. So we mm. just let people say Semrush SEMrush. To be honest, it was whatever you wanted. And um, I think it was based off the concept of search engine marketing, SEM, yeah. and then Rush. Yeah. But um, as I, – and I definitely called it SEM Rush too, but as you can imagine, and especially doing a podcast – SEM rush every single time. SEM rush, SEM rush. Mm, Horrible mm. to continually say over and over again. So yeah. we tried to make it again user friendly, easier for everyone. Just simple pronunciation of capital S and then just SEM rush. Yeah. Um, so that was quite a a fun one to finally, finally get get to the bottom answer of how to pronounce it. Um, and in terms of, sorry, getting to your, getting to your question. <laughs> in, in terms of how this is affecting business, um, the IPO Really was Samrush making its stance as a big tech player, one of the first of its kind to do what we did, and definitely reinforce its position as a trusted global data provider. And I've definitely extraordinary. With...
0: I didn't. Sorry to interrupt you. I I didn't yeah, realize gone. how how big it was. I mean, nine hundred over nine hundred staff and seven operating in seven countries with a physical presence. Is that correct? Is that what I read? Correct. Yeah, yeah that's right.
1: We've got yeah. everywhere from Cyprus to. Um, We've got Prague, we've got St. Petersburg, we've got three different offices in Boston, uh, three different offices in the US, including yeah. our headquarters in Boston.
0: Yeah. And then
1: obviously you've got me, remote working in London, but also yep. Australia. So yep. yeah. it's a very global, 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 global workforce It has been yeah. since day one. Before COVID even happened, we were yep. on top of remote working.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrific. So how has the, the new brand affected the business? Just Just out of interest.
1: Yeah, I think it's been a positive impact. I think the fact that, and I think we'll touch on this a bit later, but obviously, like I said, kind of establishing SEMrush as a trusted global provider, um, we're definitely pushing on making sure that people know more about SEMrush, but also different types of content that we're working with. So we're not just working with journalists. We're working mm. with all t- different types of people. We're targeting various people who use our business, and um, we're just making sure that we still Obviously, we've been since the day one a very community focused company. We focus, that's why we've got such a huge fan base. I think we've got so many loyal users because it's always been about the community for the community. So we've definitely continued to do that. Um, So I'd only say positive effects for the business. Um, I mean, it it hasn't been too long. We we only filed IPO uh, a few months ago. So obviously watching it unfold, but so far been super positive and very excited about
0: anything that has comes to the future yeah no it's terrific so i just wanted to just to loop back to the the use case of of semrush using its service to to fight information and uh, misinformation and fake news so you you don't spruik this service normally um is that correct
1: So I think the exactly, like I said, um, our bread and butter comes from SEMRush being a digital marketing toolkit. So I think the focus has always been on SEO for digital marketers, by digital marketers. But I think now what we're trying to do is obviously spread our wings a little bit more. And like I said, SEMRush has a plethora of resources. So why not contribute to something that makes a difference, which is obviously news in our society we want to make sure that people are getting the right content yeah. no fear-mongering no fake news we want to make sure that people have it at their fingertips accessible yeah. free of charge our data does not discriminate so if we've got it why not flaunt it i like to say okay and obviously provide it to anyone who needs to tell the story
0: okay so so it's available freely to journalists and to everyone is that right this, this- uh,
1: So, basically, if you want to use it for your personal branding, then you need to purchase it. Uh, If you're a marketer and you're trying to boost your online visibility, then that's obviously a personal gain. If it's for the public, wider public? So if you're a charity and you yeah. want to do a, a campaign okay. and you want to find out what people are searching for or site okay. traffic so you yeah. can prove a point, we'll give yeah. it to you for free. If you're a journalist reporting on the news, we'll give it to you for free. If you're a marketer who's doing a yeah. campaign that will go out live okay. and it'll inform and educate people, yeah. we'll give it yeah. to you for free.
0: So so where it's in the public interest? Essentially. When it's in
1: public yeah. interest, if yeah. it's for education yeah. purposes. Oh, yeah. yes, we, we actually started a really cool new program with... Um, it's called Samrash for Education, and we're teaming, okay. teaming up with universities and making sure that they've got SAMRush for free to learn how to use it in the future. So obviously, we're starting with the future generation Great. Um, of tomorrow. So yeah. the young, the yeah. young kids. That's I think them. that's a,
0: that's a terrific initiative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so is this part of a sort of a wider social impact strategy that the brand has?
1: I, you know, what <clears throat> I don't think we had a, a sit-down branding conversation as such but I do think ultimately it has evolved into that initially Mm. obviously any brand wants to just build their brand awareness and that's where we always started from but then we just saw the like I said so I've been with the company for two and a bit years and I know we were always kind of working with journalists and giving them content for their stories but At the moment, we are literally one-on-one every day. I've got meetings with journalists. I'm working with various stories uh, across Mm. the globe to try and help them with their um, news content. And it's become so much more of a day-to-day routine as opposed to just to hear their give you something. It's now like we're part of um, newsroom. We're part of producers' um, Mm. kind of reviews. Little uh, activities in the morning. We are definitely a name that um, people are. Instead of us reaching out, they're coming to us. They're directly saying, "Hey, I need data. I saw you could get this. Can you get me this?" That's and this terrific. is from companies across the globe.
0: It's it's absolutely terrific. So it's uh, it's it's really starting to explode. But I mean, it's interesting that hasn't always been the case. Um, why do you think businesses and brands are starting to tap in, into Semrush for that for that use more?
1: Look, I think. Perhaps our team started off quite small. I mean, SEMRush, like you said, 2008 was when we started. That had 10 yeah. people in the company. Yeah. Um, 10 people, obviously, with different um, expertise and qualifications doing different things. Yeah. Now that's evolved. I think people, and again, it's that brand awareness. I think people are understanding. Like I know we've talked about people not necessarily knowing that SEMRush helps journalists, but from my hard work and my team's hard work hopefully and from conversations like we're having right now hopefully people will understand that they can reach out to us if they need that support so i think it's about building a company and obviously that's been a a massive point of our rebranding we obviously especially in um, the media relations team that i work in we definitely wanted to reach out to all types of people not not just you know business news but we wanted to make sure everyone kind of heard us heard our voice and not just about news but also you know, conversations were about SEMRash, um as one of the, you know, I guess the the leaders in the market of um, yeah. marketing. We yeah. are like an industry, yeah. massive, massive player in the industry. So by giving, you know, I'm not sure if you've seen our blog, but um, a lot of it's people like do I know have. our yeah. blog. Yeah. There you go. A lot of people go to our blog because we want to be, um, you know, the number one kind of not just toolkit but also mm. voice for people in the industry. So yeah. I think as we establish ourselves in the industry, we're slowly, slowly getting a little bit more recognition and people coming to us and understanding a bit more about what we do and how we do it.
0: Mm. Oh, that's terrific. So I, I'd like to actually put um, the, the the tool to 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 the test and um, I asked you to sort of do a bit of research uh, around a couple of keywords that are relevant to us. Do you want yep. to um, perhaps uh, run us through what you learned?
1: Yeah, of course. So for, this was actually quite fun. I love doing a little bit of a... <laughs> uh, impromptu live little fact data digest, and it is great because obviously people listening may not understand still what we do or what the type of data we co- collect is. So this is a great way to show it. Yeah. Um, my little digest data, di- data digest I've got is um, when it comes to Australians searching online for rebranding branding, we can see in total there is a thirteen percent increase year on year from July twenty twenty to July twenty twenty one. So amongst the top trending searches so the keyword was rebranding branding branding. amongst the top trending searches this is the related tool i was telling you about Mm. um we could see brand storytelling was very high up brand Mm. storytelling marketing so that's again associating marketing with brand storytelling um brands that need rebranding and rebranded brands so these are the keywords that all came to the top uh searches when we just typed in rebranding branding branding.
0: yeah 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 aussie
1: online searches for brands that rebranded saw a 600 percent spike over the past year so that's over the last few months, we've seen a massive spike of people who, who are searching brands that rebranded. Which so, clearly, um,
0: one one would say that that all goes well for, for, for our industry.
1: There you go. You're yeah, or, we're in the right 600% business. 600% spike. You're in the right business. <laughs> and people, and there's clearly a bit of a hunger for it. So, people yeah. are keen to get on top yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, other interesting related searches, um, rebrand versus brand refresh. Yeah. So there you go. You guys yeah. should create a new podcast getting someone to talk about the difference between a rebrand yeah. versus brand refresh and bing, you'll have um, a lot more hits because that's the top <laughs> of the search. Yeah, right. Brand storytelling agency. So if you're an mm. agency who um, who's uh, experts in storytelling and building that brand image, yeah. Yeah. you are being searched for. So make sure you work on your SEO because someone – not someone, several people in Australia, several hundred thousands of people in Australia are searching brand storytelling agency. They want people who are great at what they do. And if you, you know, obviously are experts in SEO, you're hitting the market there. And yeah. then, oh, this is a unique one, which, um, again, maybe something you can focus on, uh, yeah. transmedia storytelling brand examples. So maybe oh. your next guest should be an expert in that. Um, And then another, the last one that I thought was pretty cool, obviously uh, expected, I think, in our day and age, examples of brand storytelling on social media. So here we can see people uh, obviously like using uh, social media platforms
0: uh,
1: for their marketing, which again, TikTok's really, really going off, especially for marketing people. So different kind of examples people are looking for there. Uh, And in terms of most frequently asked questions, I thought I'd grab you a few. Just to showcase what people are okay. searching for when it comes to rebranding, branding. Yeah, how to rebrand your business is the top search um, right. search for query. Yeah. What is brand storytelling yeah. is the second, and then third is how to rebrand your business on social media. Well, so I must you can say, clearly see.
0: yeah, I must say, I'm comforted to to know that the first one isn't what is rebranding or what is
1: branding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, well, there's a lot of interesting questions, but I'm sure. No. Yeah.
0: No, that's that's absolutely fascinating. So it gives you a window into consumer behaviour that's relevant to, you, to your brand um, very, very especially, clearly. Yeah.
1: yeah, especially for businesses, like businesses wondering how to use this information. Just keep in mind that data tells a story. This mm. data shows an increasing number of people looking to rebrand From a business's perspective, if many competitors are refreshing what their messaging and branding is, it might be time to also reflect on how the public or customers are perceiving the market because higher trends in rebrands represents a cultural shift uh, most of the time. So changing customer values or desires. There's been a lot of social commentary about how brands represent minority groups as well as how their company values impact staff. So it's unsurprising that a lot of businesses would be manifesting this change visually through branding.
0: Yeah, right. That's uh, it's absolutely terrific. So, um, why do you think that uh, the majority of businesses are using this sort of data driven approach to, to to focus their their marketing resources?
1: I think I think a lot are. Especially, like I said, we are seeing some fantastic fantastic businesses come out of COVID, and businesses yeah. thrive and absolutely. F- flourish, I guess, from from what we could call an, a massive, massive crack in society. And I yeah. think the important thing for people who aren't using data um, to know is that data helps provide insights into what your customers or audience values, which is, you know, the essential crux of any brand. So it's extremely important from a marketing perspective, from a business yeah. perspective and from a brand perspective, mm. um to also highlight areas that brands are missing or out of touch with during the social current social climate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is terrific. And so, for for brand owners, there's a fee. Is it just a matter of um, signing up and, and doing a trial? Is that how it works?
1: It is available to anyone and everyone online for free yeah, uh, yeah. for a seven day trial. You know. Follow the social media on SEMRush because sometimes that jumps up to two weeks or whatever. Yeah. We've got little perks here and there, especially with different uh, different little things happening throughout the year. Yeah. But semrush.com to create a free account for anyone. Um, Brands, if you're interested, uh, definitely please feel free to reach out. Um, We've got some great customer success stories on the website, which you can have a read of if you're interested. Um, We work with everyone from massive brands that we all know of to the small boutique agencies to, you know, Mm. single moms running their own blog. So we work with everyone and anyone um, and it's a simple toolkit to use. And then obviously for anyone, um, media agencies, journalists, charities, anyone listening that you know, maybe has a campaign or wants a data pool to see what to write uh, in terms of next content or if they've got anything they need to know, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Or I've got a fantastic team in Australia, my beautiful agency, um, which is black, who can help out with data requests um, because they're on your time zone, unlike myself, and they are fantastic.
0: Is the best place to go uh, just com and just make an inquiry? Is that right?
1: Yeah, com. Yeah. sign up for free. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: First point, definitely yeah. just sign up for free. Give it a crack. Yeah. Have a little look around. Check out who your competitors are. Check out right. how well your domain's doing. Domain overview is probably my favourite toolkit. Yeah. Um, tool in the, in the kit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have a little look and then okay. um, reach out further if, you, if you're not um, looking to purchase it and if you're looking to write a story to
0: us. Okay. I'd be... As, as a journalist, obviously, you're very passionate about the, the use case we talked about earlier um, in, in, in the fight against um, misinformation, fake news. So what, what, could, could you just perhaps share an example of one that's of, of, of where Simrush has been used in, in that context and where it's actually identified some misinformation and it's had some positive outcome, and one, one that may be close to your heart?
1: Yeah, oh, that's a really tough question. I've got, I've got several stories that um, well, maybe really give us, hit the nail. Well, maybe give us your,
0: your, your, your top one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will. I, I will talk about a project that I was probably the most passionate, definitely the most passionate about um, that does really, really stand out. And it was more than just a story. It, it gave a voice to the vulnerable people unable to speak for themselves um, and also helped drive change for our community. Uh, Now we all know it's an unfortunate truth that many people suffered in silence during lockdown. Uh, Narratives started to appear discussing first-hand accounts from victims of violence about the dangers of being locked down in the company of their abusers. So for a topic so personal, especially Mm. when the voices, which actually needed to be heard, couldn't in many cases speak loudly, how could the true scale of the problem be mapped? Mm. So Rush actually became part of a very important conversation uh, to help drive awareness before official figures could be released. We were able to provide an unbiased, countrywide set of statistics about search trends for advice and support in relation to domestic abuse. I personally believe that obviously good journalism lies in finding the human angle, but when in a lot of cases victims couldn't speak openly and Mm. ask for support or advice, they were turning to the online space to seek help. individual charity individual charities definitely we worked with them and they told us that they couldn't see the whole scale of this issue but they knew it was happening so what we decided to do was grab grab collect data that showed uh, an alarming increase in searches relating to domestic abuse since the lockdown Uh, we included spikes in searches indicating that people were reaching out for help so this included Uh, search increased terms for domestic abuse hotline, site traffic to the domestic abuse helpline website. Mm. Um, We could see that that all skyrocketed. Um, Not only did it skyrocket, but some of the questions that were being asked identified that these were first-time victims, which is pretty scary. Mm. So by unearthing these statistics, we were able to raise awareness um, for victims behind closed doors. Mm. So... I think, like, that for me was just a very powerful story to work on. And at a time, like you said, obviously, when we're seeing continual flood of opinion, false theories and fake news spread so easily, the world definitely needs a little bit of uh, data to to set everyone straight. So I think, and, and, and interesting enough, while the online world and growing in sort of tech may throw us misinformation and biased information sources, On the Mm. other hand, it has also opened up new ways of accessing insight, including sourcing up-to-the-minute perspectives on popular opinion and widespread sentiment and the ability to identify trends through aggregated online search behaviour, which is what we worked with in this story. Sky News ran this story on TV, so we worked exclusively with them. Um, And that story, when it broke, uh, we had everyone contact us. So we worked with also BBC, um, Victoria Derbyshire, on Panorama. Yeah. Which is one of the world's best investigative yeah. documentary uh, series yeah. to help kind of set the story yeah. straight and understand yeah. what was being searched. And it's
0: just terrific. Yeah, it went
1: all across the globe. So that was yeah. not just the UK, not just Australia, but literally every everywhere else also did um, followed that story. And it mm. not only revealed the um, the issues that were happening in the community, but it also mm. uh, actually changed government rules. So the next lockdown that we had. In the UK, um, we were able to acknowledge the fact that there was a travel ban, but if you were a a victim of domestic abuse, you were able to actually leave, which was fantastic because that was not previously um, recognised. Wow. And um, we won a a global award for this one. So lots of um, positives about this specific specific story.
0: It's an extraordinary uh, case. I think it would be great to include... So I'll, I'll link to, to some details around that in the show notes if that's all right, Laura.
1: Of so course. I think that's
0: a, a really significant um, application. Um, so we ask all of our guests for a piece of advice, one piece of advice to our, to, for our listeners. And so what, what would be your piece of advice um, uh, who, to branders and business owners who are looking to get into sort of data-driven marketing?
1: Yeah, so I was having a little think about this um, after listening to your podcasts, and then also just um, having a little catch-up call with you before and I was really trying to think of something catchy and something that would really stand out. So I hope I've uh, achieved that, but you'll be the one to tell me, I guess. <laughs> so I think to all the journalists, all the marketers, all the PR people, the producers, the advertisers, the business-savvy folk, if you create content, if you need a news hook, and if you want your voice to be heard in an already loud environment, think WTF. What the fact. Always bring that factual element to life to anything you're working on by digging yeah. deep in data.
0: I love it. What the fact. I'm, I'm,
1: WTF. I'm so
0: glad you didn't swear because um we, we may not have been able to publish this. Um but um what if I had to bleed it out? That's 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 terrific. What the fact. No, so definitely. something to keep in mind. So Thank you so much, Laura. It's been terrific to get under the hood of, of SEMrush and uh, to really widen that, my understanding and everyone else's understanding, I have too, of the power of, of, of the tool and the potential use cases for it. So it's certainly um, uh, the Swiss army knife that every organisation needs on a number of levels. So thank you so much for your time. It's been really insightful.
1: Thank you very much for having me. appreciate it.
0: It's a pleasure. Remember, if you have a burning comment or question, feel free to ping me at talk to me at rebrandingbranding.com.au. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time.